honestly, I didn't have the self-love before breathwork. So that's another reason that I do this work is because breathwork truly helped me reawaken my self-love. In today's podcast, Katie Bywater, breathwork facilitator and coach, will be leading us through an amazing breathwork session. As my first breathwork experience, I never anticipated I would feel such intense shifts in such a brief chunk of time. We are looking forward to hearing about your experience as you listen to this episode. So when you're done, hop on over to Instagram and share with us any mini transformations in what you think or feel. Our links are in the show notes. Welcome to Gleanings, where we explore holistic approaches to reaching your true potential, mind, body, and soul. Good afternoon, Katie. Hi, Tara. So I would like to talk to you today about your type of coaching, which is a little different than traditional life coaching. Absolutely. What can I tell you about it? I'd like to hear how you got drawn to coaching in general. Absolutely. So my story goes way back. Um, So I would call myself a breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach. So my main offer is breathwork to help women break free from self-sabotaging behaviors, depression, and anxiety. So um, the reason that I'm doing this work today is because of my own healing path. And I saw the power in the healing ability of breathwork in myself. So my personal story, I have experienced a lot of grief in my life. For reference, I'm 28 years old. Um, I lost two partners by the age of 23. And that's a lot of grief for someone who was so young to deal with without the correct avenues to go down. So I, by an act of fierce grace, found breathwork as I was dealing with all of this grief and found how powerful it was in helping me heal the grief and all of the resulting behaviors in my life. So my personal story was going from grief to healing through breathwork. And that is why I'm a breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach today, because I know how powerful this work was in healing myself. And I want to share that with as many people as possible. Oh, that's quite a lot to go through. Absolutely. How did you get connected with this concept? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I would say it was an act of fierce grace. So I am also a yoga teacher. So I've always been very passionate about yoga, have been teaching and doing yoga for um, about 10 years now. And I happened to be at a yoga festival many years back. And there was a class there that was called um, Breathing and Native American Drumming. And I was like, oh, cool. This sounds Yeah. I was like, this sounds amazing. Um, I do yoga. I know how to breathe and I love native native American drumming. So I decided to go to the class and it was a three hour experience. And when I walked into the class, um, the facilitator there had tissues everywhere. He was like, this is going to be a really healing experience for all of you. You might laugh, you might cry, you might have a lot of emotions come up. And honestly, I was like, 
what the heck did I get myself into? (laughs) But I decided I was there. I was just going to roll with it. And in that class, I still remember it as clear as day because I had so much stuck emotion, so much grief, everything rise to the surface and get processed in that class that I was hooked. So as soon as I had that first experience, my life was changed. And I knew that I just had to explore this work further. Kind of reminds me of my first Reiki experience. I'd had other massages and then I saw this one at our um, floating center and I decided to give it a shot. And I went in, I was like, oh, this is going to be so relaxing and calm. And next thing I know, I'm sobbing. I was like, where did that come from? And she said, you know, you're just bringing up all this emotion and things that you need to heal through. So that sounds like you might have had kind of a similar experience with that from a different avenue. Yeah, absolutely. It's very similar to what I've experienced. Reiki is also amazing. I've had fantastic healing experiences in that work as well. (laughs) So how long have you been doing this? I've been practicing breathwork myself for about three and a half years and facilitating for about a year and a half. And has COVID changed anything for you in terms of your business? It actually made it much more accessible to more people. So um, I was facilitating breathwork in my home of Boulder, Colorado prior to COVID. But now I've started facilitating online group classes for folks all across the world. So I've had clients in Australia, Canada, the UK, truly everywhere. So COVID honestly has made this practice a lot more accessible to more people. And the bulk of my clients are now all online. Excellent. So are there certain areas that you focus on? Do you do more of the kind of trauma coaching that it sounds like that led you to this? Or do you focus more on anxiety? Certainly. So it's really all up to what is going on in the client's life. So a lot of times the clients who come to see me don't exactly know what the reason is that they're experiencing these symptoms. They say, hey, I'm feeling depressed or I have anxiety. Emotional eating is a big one that I work with as well. So really these self-sabotaging behaviors that my clients know that there's a better life on the other side of these behaviors. So they come to me and say, hey, I'm working with this. I have this X issue that I'm dealing with. And really at the root of it generally is some form of trauma. So a lot of times when we hear the word trauma, we think of big T trauma, like the really scary things, but essentially every single human has had some form of trauma. It doesn't need to be big T trauma. It can be little T trauma, uh, chronic stress in your day-to-day stress at work, heartbreak, grief, a broken bone, all of these things are actually trauma because it has to do with your nervous system. And if the nervous system's processing of an event doesn't fully complete, then it is stored in your system as trauma. So essentially they come with these symptoms. And uh, as we go through breath work, we start to see that, oh, maybe this is related to a trauma that you've had previously. So trauma work certainly is at the core, but it's not the front facing um, opportunity of why folks come to me for breath work. What is the best advice you've ever received, either related to the breath work or just in general as you've been coping with different scenarios? Hmm. I love that question. 
I would say the best advice that I've received both in doing breath work and in trauma is you're exactly where you're supposed to be in that a lot of times folks come to a breathwork session and they think that they're going to have a big transformational experience or in life, we think that we're supposed to be having one type of experience or not having one type of experience. A lot of time when we're working with grief, we just want to be done with that grief, right? We want to be past it. So the best advice that I've ever received is you're exactly where you're supposed to be and it will just process as it's meant to. So taking your time, moving slowly is exactly where you're supposed to be. Excellent. Do you incorporate any type of journaling along with your breath work session? Absolutely. So there's a few different practices that I'll give as homework for sessions, depending on how the session goes. Um, If someone is dealing with a really activated nervous system, so feeling a lot of anxiety, et cetera, Uh, meditation can be really good for homework there. If someone is dealing with a lot of grief, a lot of things are coming up. Journaling is another piece of homework that I give there to have an avenue for those emotions to flow. So really meditation and journaling are the two supplemental activities that I recommend after a breathwork session. Excellent. Do you prefer doing live sessions or Zoom or has, have you found a preference in either one? They're both great for different reasons. I am loving online sessions right now because I can reach more people. And really my purpose is um, to heal as many people with breathwork as possible. So my, my mantra is heal yourself, heal the world. So I see this work as bigger than myself. If you're doing the healing work, that will ripple out to other people around you. And we're creating this gigantic bubble of healing. So honestly, right now I'm loving online because like I said, I'm chatting with folks in Australia, Canada, and everywhere across the U.S. That said, um, online sessions, we keep them a lot more calming for the nervous system rather than activating because I'm not in the room with you supporting you through these sessions. So um, we're certainly doing the work and you're still getting a ton out of it. But if we were working in person, we could go deeper into the layers. There's an element of body work involved in breath work as well. So when we're working online, I'm cueing self body work, self massage for the areas that I see this tension stuck in. But if we were working together in person, I would specifically be doing that body work with you and going into deeper layers of the nervous system. So they both have their benefits. Do you ever find your clients um, have blockages or barriers to this type of coaching or this type of procedure? Absolutely. I think we all do. So in our society, we have been trained not to feel our emotions and we have been trained to breathe up high in the chest. So if you imagine that you're working, uh, doing your emails, think about how you breathe when you're typing emails. I'm guessing you're probably not breathing deeply, right? You're breathing in your chest, breathing up high in this stressed out anxiety breath high in your chest. And that is something that we go through in our day to day. So we haven't learned how to breathe correctly and we haven't learned how to healthily express our emotions. So I myself had resistance when I first started the practice. Almost all of my clients come in with a bit of resistance or just unsure of what this work is like. So we start slow. What I say is when you're feeling resistance, just take another breath, take another breath take another breath. And that's really good advice for not only a session, but in life as well. 
That's excellent. <clears throat> so would you like to give us an example of what a session might look like in a mini version? Absolutely. So normal sessions are 90 minutes long, so we certainly won't go in depth there. And I don't want to take you through a full activating session today, but I would love to take you through a smaller breath practice that is really great for you to use throughout your day. So when you're feeling stressed, when you're in this high chest breathing, there's some really good small practices that you can use in little bits throughout the day to bring yourself into grounding, into calm um, and release stress and anxiety. Does that sound good? It does. And that's good to know that you can have different lengths because sometimes it'd be a lot of times it would be very difficult to have set aside 90 minutes if I'm feeling anxious to do any type of technique. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what I recommend for the longer sessions is doing them as maintenance, like once per week, if possible. Um, other than that, I use breath practices throughout my entire day when I wake up, when I'm feeling stressed throughout the day and before bed. So these little bite-sized pieces are really, really juicy for your audience to listen to and uh, you to use throughout your day as well. Excellent. Awesome. Exciting. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Perfect. So whenever you're ready, I invite you to find a tall seat, the crown of your head, over your shoulders and your shoulders over your hips. And for folks listening into this, please make sure that you are in a safe space. Please do not do this practice if you're driving. Awesome. So option to close your eyes or gaze down, shifting your gaze internal. And just start to notice what's alive for you in this moment. Notice if there's any tension or tightness in your body. Notice if there's any areas of sharp pain. Notice what emotions are alive at the surface for you. In breathwork, we integrate all of our life experiences into the practice. So welcoming in anything happening in your life right now, anything happening for you emotionally, and any physical sensations in your body. Start to notice your breath it shallow and in your chest? Or is it deeper and within your belly? Feel the breath going in and out of your nose. And gently begin to deepen your breath. as you continue your deep breath, I will explain today's breath practice. So today we will do what is called square breathing, where we'll inhale for the count of four, hold the breath in for the count of four, exhale for the count of four, and then hold the breath out for the count of four. So staying present in your body, 
staying present with your breath. I invite you to exhale all of your air out and inhale through the nose for one, two, three, four. Hold the breath in for one, two, three, four. Exhale out the mouth. One, two, three, four. Hold the breath out. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Last time, inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Now allow the breath to return to natural. And see if you can feel any gentle shifts in any of your energy, your body, your emotions. And then slowly, whenever you're ready, opening the eyes, coming back into the room, noticing the colors of the objects in the room around you, ensuring that you're back to full presence. Wow, that was really interesting. When we started, it definitely was all up here. And then as we worked through it, without even thinking about it, it just became lower with each round. And then it felt like you're almost like the tension just kind of drifted away that I felt when I first started, especially like up in my upper back, my neck. And then, yeah, yeah when you come back to, it's like, wow, there's so much more around you than I think before I was kind of very narrow focused and we were doing the session and, and then it just kind of opened up your eyes a little bit internally, mentally too. That was very mm. beautiful. Thank you. You're so welcome. I love that so much. Um, you mentioned your shoulders and your back, your upper back. So we tend to hold stress in our neck and our shoulders, our jaw and our lower back. 
more often than not. So a lot of times this work really does help with chronic pain because our body holds on to so many of our experiences. So we all have what's called the eight belts of tension, which are eight different places in our body that store experiences that in longer sessions, we're actually focusing on each of these belts to release the tension and thus the energy and emotions stored in these areas. So, um, I'm so glad that that small practice was amazing for you. And the thing that I love about breath work the most is that it's accessible to everyone, right? That was your breath. Right. That was five minutes and it can really shift your entire day. Yeah. I just have to be more conscious about when I start feeling that to actually use a, a practice instead of just kind of trying to push through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, a practice that I've done in my life is I'll set up three times in the day where I'll do a five minute practice right when I wake up, do five minutes of that square breath at lunchtime at work. I still work a very intense nine to five outside of this. And I found that doing that as a break time at lunch is so incredibly helpful. And then right before bed, it helps really calm the nervous system as well and helps me sleep so much better. Well, I certainly am going to be trying that out. I'll start that off this afternoon too, because sleep is evading me these days. <laughs> Absolutely. So besides the individual practices, do you ever do groups or classes? Yeah. So there's two different uh, offerings that I have one-on-one sessions where we'll work very deeply with what's present for you in your life right now, but also group sessions. So group sessions are amazing for resonance and meeting wonderful people around the world. So our group sessions are uh, 90 minutes long and we really focus on all of the belts of tension in the body and also make it a really musical, fun experience. So um, there's a lot of like flowing dance-like movements involved in group sessions. Okay. Ooh, that sounds like a whole unique, new, different experience. Absolutely. And do you have any of those coming up? I do actually. So I'm hosting two classes in March. So on March 7th and March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. Both classes are at 8 p.m. Eastern on those Sundays. And if you've never worked with me before, you actually get your first class free. Oh, wow. That is a beautiful offer. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. I love introducing people to this work. I would love to show up to one of those. Amazing. I will add you to the list. Do you use Zoom or a different platform? I use Zoom, yes. Excellent. I think everybody's pretty versed in Zoom now, so. <laughs> Absolutely. I wasn't really used to it until COVID, and now it is, I know it like the back of my hand. <laughs> Um, so you had mentioned uh, one of your mantras is heal yourself, heal the wor world. Do you have any others mm. that you would like to bestow on us? I have so many. So one of my favorite practices right now, I have a really strong morning routine. That is one of my top self-care practices. And in that morning routine, I uh, go through affirmations every morning and one of my other favorite mantras right now is everything is figure outable. Um, it's actually from a book. I don't know if you've read it, but there's a book called everything is figured outable. I can't remember the author. Who's the author. I can't remember the author off of the top of my head right now. I believe it's Marie someone. Forleo? Yes. Yes. Forleo? Oh, excellent. Yes. Marie Forleo. Um, 
It's so good. I would definitely recommend it. I finished it a couple of weeks ago. And so I've added that mantra to every morning, no matter what the problem I'm facing in my life. I know that one way or another, it is figure outable. <laughs> Excellent. So what are some of the challenges of your career? Do you find that there's some aspects that um, are more challenging? Are they triggering for yourself or... Yeah, absolutely. I think there's two main challenges. Um, the first of which is breathwork is still pretty unknown to most folks. So I was reading some statistics the other day that uh, yoga has an audience of 650 million, whereas breathwork has an audience of 600,000. So when you compare the two, breathwork is a very new healing modality. So the biggest challenge that I'm facing right now is getting this healing work out to as many people as possible. I think a lot of people think it's just breathing. It can't change and transform my life, which is definitively not true. It is the most powerful healing tool I have ever experienced when combined with this trauma therapy and this embodiment coaching that I'm working with, um, I can almost guarantee that it will change your life. And I, I'm a result of it firsthand. So I think that's the biggest challenge is getting the education out there that this is something that folks who want to heal should give a shot. And then the other challenge that I find um, very present in this is you never really know what someone has going on on the other side of the screen, right? So when you're working with trauma, um, um, a lot of things can come up and you just have to be in your own personal, really solid mental space to hold space for that other person. So this work involves a lot of my own personal works so I can show up in the most grounded, grounded supporting place for me. Those sound like those could be some big challenges. Is there anything that you do to prepare for a session? Absolutely. So um, I do a lot of things to prepare for sessions. And really the main thing is having my morning routine every day really set in stone. So that is how I make sure that I show up grounded. So I'd love to walk you through my morning routine if that's okay. That would be wonderful. I love it. All right. So my morning routine actually starts with a sleep routine the night before. I find that if I don't have a sleep routine, I cannot have a morning routine. So my pre-bedtime routine starts two hours before bed where I stop using any screens and I focus solely on myself. So I personally prefer taking a bath and then journaling and reading a book before bed to really wind down so I can wake up bright in the morning. Um, I've really found if I use any technology in those two hours before bed, my morning routine is thrown off. So it starts the night before. And then my morning routine starts at 5am. I love waking up early when it's dark and quiet out and focusing solely on myself. So I start by taking care of myself. I get myself a cup of coffee and then I meditate for 20 minutes or so followed by morning pages. I'm not sure if you have read the book, The Artist's Way. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that one. It's an amazing book. I also recommend it in addition to everything is figure outable. And one of the techniques in the artist's way is starting every day with what's called the morning pages. So it's three pages of uh, just handwriting, whatever comes to mind. So not thinking about your writing, just journaling, whatever comes up. And it really empties the brain of any of the thoughts that are going to be swirling around your head throughout the day. So 
I empty my brain with the morning pages and then I read for about an hour in the morning. So all of that has really helped me come into my own personal uh, state of grounding that I can then hold space for my clients throughout the day. Right before a session, I do another 10 minute meditation just to clear myself of anything that might be coming up for me, um, cleanse the space, and then really work to make sure that my energy is pure and coming from a place of grounding and supporting right before a session. That sounds very beautiful and a lot of self-love going on there. Honestly, I didn't have the self-love before breathwork. So that's another reason that I do this work is because breathwork truly helped me reawaken my self-love. I used to sleep before this. I used to really struggle with depression and anxiety. I would sleep until like 2 p.m. and it was awful. Mm -hmm. So I really was able to shift my entire life. And honestly, getting up at 5 a.m. is like the biggest indicator that I love myself, as weird as that sounds. No, I definitely think you would need to love yourself to get up that early. Yes, absolutely. So where can we find you? Absolutely. So you can find me essentially everywhere. Um, I am on Instagram at esoteric therapeutic. You can find me at facebook.com slash esoteric therapeutic. And then my website is esoteric therapeutic.com. Beautiful. Well, I'm looking forward to including all this information in the show notes, and I hope to see some of our listeners in your sessions. Absolutely. And the final thing that I'll mention is if anyone is wondering if breathwork is right for you or has any questions about breathwork, I offer free consultations for anyone who would like to ask any questions, see if it's right, or just get to know me before booking a session. So you can find the link to that on my website or on my Instagram as well. That's a fantastic offer. Well, I hope that you have an excellent afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Tara. This was so much fun.